Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Cimbala. Bonjour! Ah, gotcha on that one. Bonjour! That's how they say it in Paris, in Paris, in France, or in Haiti, in Port-au-Prince. You want to pray for someone today? Pray for all the pastors and Christians who live in Haiti, because right now, right outside probably the Ukraine, that is the most dangerous spot to be in on planet Earth. Talk to some Haitian gentlemen in the last couple of weeks. They can't even go back. The gangs are running the entire country, not just the city, not just the capital, the highways. You can't travel. One of our missionaries there is, who's Haitian, wonderful woman of God. She can't go across town to get her passport renewed because it's too dangerous. Just across town in the capital city, Port-au-Prince, where for decades she's been feeding children, teaching children, winning children to the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Pray for Haiti. Pray for Haiti. They say bonjour there. They also say, Beni l'Eternel. That means... Praise God, the eternal God. Beni soit l'Eternel. So we're reading in 1 Samuel. We're in a new chapter now. Can you believe this? Chapter 25. Now Samuel died. David has just been saved again and again from the clutches of Saul, the king. Now Samuel died and all Israel assembled and mourned for him. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Paran. Samuel died. Who was Samuel? Do you remember Samuel? Remember, we started 1 Samuel by reading about his birth. His mother couldn't have children, Hannah, and she prayed to the Lord one day while at the tabernacle or the, the tent in Shiloh, and Lord, give me a child, and I'll give him to you. And he was raised, remember, around the high priest Eli and his two wicked sons, but God preserved him. He served as prophet that anointed King Saul, although King Saul is now in a bad place. But then God sent him to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem. And God told him in the end to anoint David, the youngest son. Remember all that? Important. Samuel is one of the greatest people in the Old Testament. Unfortunately, his sons didn't take after him, and the people cried for a king, and they got a king. You know, sometimes the worst thing that can happen is God lets you have what you ask for. Ooh, I've had that happen in my own life. What I thought was the right course or the right thing, found out it wasn't. So now Samuel's been mourning and so sad because he sees that the king has gone against God, turned his back on God, King Saul, and is persecuting and chasing down, wanting to kill the young man that Samuel anointed to be the next king. Notice God, through Samuel, speaks about things to come in the future. That reminds us of the definition of faith or how faith works, shall I say, in Hebrews 11, chapter 1, because it bears repeating for us today now, faith, chapter 11, verse 1, is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients, 
in the Old Testament were commended for. What were they commended for? Perfect living? No, their faith. None of them had perfect living. They were commended for their faith. That's the things God was looking for in Samuel, David, you, me. King Saul didn't find it. He turned his back on God. He wouldn't walk by faith. He walked by his senses and the evil disposition tendencies that he had inside of him, which we all have, namely jealousy here. But how does faith work? Notice it deals with two things, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What was the anointing that was on David? No, you couldn't see it. It was God's blessing, hand of blessing. You couldn't see it with this eye, no. But faith could see it and know it. So the two things that faith deals with is the invisible and the future. It's the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So how Samuel lived his life was the future, promises of God, what God said he would do. He banked his whole life on it. That's what we Christians are called to. Whatever the culture is doing, whatever, whatever people say, oh, that's hip, that's cool, whatever it is. No, you got to just make money, more money, more money, more degrees, more whatever. No, we live. No, I want to do the will of God. He that does the will, she that does the will of God will abide forever. How do you know that? Prove that. No, no. Faith says, no, I will abide forever. Jesus is coming again. There is a reward coming for you and me. Samuel died and went to his reward. Nobody could see it. It just put him in the ground. But are you kidding me, Samuel? Let's hope we live near him in heaven. And it's the evidence of things not seen. It's the invisible values, the existence of God. It's all in, can't be put in a test tube. If your world is constricted by the scientific method, you'll never understand and serve God. Because to serve God, you have to walk by faith. And faith is involved in future certainties just based on the Word of God. And it's based on values that are invisible, things that exist, angels all around, demonic powers we fight against. No, show me those demonic powers. No, I can't show them to you. Oh, but they're real. And when you walk by faith and you serve the Lord, you know their existence is real. So Samuel died, a life well lived. He served his generation. That's all you can do and all I can do is for the time God gives us on earth to be faithful and do what God has called us to do, whether known, unknown, well-known, wealthy, poor, doesn't matter. The one who does the will of God will abide forever. Let's live with that in our heart today. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Thank you.